0: All right, by popular demand, for the two guests that listen to this show, I am back. So, I had to clean off my uh, my microphone. I had a lot of dust accumulating on it over the past six months that I haven't recorded an episode. The reason I wanted to come back is that I'm personally making doing something in my investing that I regularly do at this time during the year. So I wanted to share it with you as. For some, this could be a regular routine you already do. And for others, this might be something you want to add. But in general, I hope everyone is okay. It's been a long six plus months that I haven't kind of communicated with you. Hope everyone's safe. And we're going to get into this. So I'm going to share a little bit, kind of like I said, about what I personally do around this time. So what we'll talk about is what a balanced portfolio is, what stocks you should sell, and tax incentives that can come with selling your stocks at this time and how much we should have in cash overall. The reason I'm doing this is that when I come to the end of my year, I look into my portfolio for not just balancing purposes, like seeing where I stand so I can get a good portfolio moving into 2021 or the next year, but also for tax reasons. So first, an overview. What does balancing your portfolio even mean? Now, for some, you might not need to do this. If you are in index funds, you're pretty much balanced. I mean, there's not much you can do. You can maybe change index funds, but overall, that's pretty safe stock investment. That's why people buy it. Now, if you are in individual stocks, there's no real rule of thumb. Like people have been on both sides here. It's you can own two to three, you can own 30, There's no really correct number. It depends on kind of a couple key factors. There's three main ones that I have. Your investment time horizon, market conditions, and your overall ability to keep up with the stocks. And that's probably the most important in my head. So first, the investment time horizon or how long you just plan to own a stock for. There's short term, intermediate term, and long term. Now I looked this up just to get some like clarity around what these are defined by, because I have different interpretations, Investopedia said short-term is less than five years into the future. So owning a stock anywhere from one day all the way to four and a half years and you know 11 months, et cetera. Now, the people I communicate with and I believe anyone that might be listening might believe that short-term to them means less than a year. So for me, when I read less than five years, that's more intermediate term in my eyes, personally, they define intermediate term as five to 10. And long term is 10 plus years of holding a stock. Now, wherever you lie, that will kind of depend or dictate what you will want to have when it comes to balancing how many stocks you have. Now, personally, I'm in the long term bucket. So for me, what that means is I hold about 20 to 30 stocks because it's very easy to manage 20 to 30 stocks when you know it's, you're holding them for 10 plus years. Next, the market condition. So this is something where dependent on the market, you want to maybe adjust how many stocks you have. But the way I think about it is not just how many you have, but where are these stocks and what inve- like what industries are they in? but overall market conditions will determine how many stocks you want to own and where those stocks should be. But to me, while those two are are great to think about, I spend most of my time in this last bucket. What is your ability to actually keep up with the stocks you own? Are you just swiping overall through these apps? Because you can look very quickly to just see where they lie as far as prices. Are you never looking at them? What does that look like for you Are you able to keep up with what's going on with the company? Because the worst thing you can do is have an investment, look at it once a year, miss out on news that would have changed your position projections or what you wanted to do when it comes to that specific investment. And then you now have more risk associated with that holding just because you missed the news. While owning an investment is already risky, it is Almost irresponsible to add more risk by just not keeping up with it. I have a decision to make. Do I want to sell any stocks now at the end of the year or right at the start of the year or not at all? So there's really three major outcomes there. And the reason you'd want to sell now is because, let's say you made money this year and you sold and realized those profits, meaning you sold and have a gain. Now, if you have a loss on your books, you can sell it realize the loss so you don't have to pay as much taxes if any at all the reason you might want to wait till next year to sell a stock is because the advantage of selling a stock next year is that you have, you can wait a whole calendar year again before having to even think about the taxes on it so it's pretty much you defer those taxes to the next year so that's the advantage if you sell in december of this year that means you would have to pay taxes on that if you made money in April of 2021, just four months from now. But if you just sell one month later in January, you would then have to pay taxes in April 2022. Something also I actually found out through my research that I saw in many articles in addition to Fidelity is that now you don't want to be doing this, right? Like the goal of investing is make money. But if you happen to have a bad year, more capital losses than gains, you are actually able to use up to $3,000 a year to offset ordinary income on your federal income taxes. Overall, when you're thinking about just like, hey, so great, Frank, taxes, cool, but how do I know what to sell? So when it comes to selling a stock or deciding, hey, should I sell the stock? I read an article that explained it pretty well that I I think breaks this down pretty straightforward it was somewhere on market foolery by someone named Matthew Frankel, certified financial planner, and the first thing he's like, why are you selling the stock? And if you ask yourself that and you're like, the only reason I'm selling this stock is the price went down. That is a bad reason to sell a stock. If that's the only reason you're actually selling a stock, you should probably just do the opposite. Maybe you should just buy more if you still believe in the company that you originally bought. He explains it as if your thesis is true. If your thesis as to why you bought the stock still remains true. You should probably just buy more. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, if it's not just the price, but it's also like the company's not doing well, they either lost market share, they lost the, they lost their competitive edge, or just overall you don't believe like you did last time when you did buy it in this stock. That's okay to sell. Now, when it comes to thinking about taxes. I'm quoting him here, and this is important to know. Be aware that if you do sell a stock, you can't just go repurchase it or anything sustainably identical to that investment within 30 days. If you do, the tax deduction is no longer available to you. Moving forward, it's up to you how you want to balance your portfolio. I'm not a big fan of selling a lot, but when I do, it's like cleaning up the bushes in the backyard. Or It looks nice, it feels good. Sometimes you cut a little short and you're like, yeah, maybe shouldn't have done that. But regardless, what it usually does is now gives you cash, which now gives you more leverage or more opportunity to buy buy something else or more of the same. But how much cash should you hold? This is a conversation that many people can have when it comes to investing, different opinions on. I don't think there's many people that would disagree with this statement, though. You should definitely always have some cash. When I looked up, hey, how much cash should you have? I personally don't really have a rule of thumb. I know investment articles I've read say the rule of thumb is from 5 to 10% of your overall portfolio should be cash. I think I'm standing around there now. I mean, most people might be higher because of this current market or uncertainty. When I read this, I was kind of shocked. Um, it was an article on TheBalance.com. And... A report was done in 2019 by CapGenemy World Wealth, and they found that people with at least $1 million in investable assets kept nearly 28% of their portfolio in cash. That's a lot of money. Now, I don't know exactly when that was in 2019, um, but that could be the same now or maybe more that people have in cash. So overall, to me, that's a very high number. Anyone that I think is investing for the long term 10 plus years. I'm not sure if that's an appropriate amount of cash, because if you had held that amount of cash during this market for the past six to seven months, you would have missed out an opportunity to profit. Now, there's nothing wrong with going into that much cash for a short amount of time, like maybe now to plan to redeploy it. But that's a that's a lot of cash, in my opinion. There's definitely never anything wrong with just holding cash to then wait for something that's right. Just make sure you're not just waiting forever because cash definitely is not what you want to be in for long if you're holding a lot of it. Overall, I hope this was helpful. Maybe you listened to this and you got something out of it, and I would love to hear about that. So if you're not following me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram. That's where I do most of my updates. That's where I communicate with anyone that wants to talk stocks at any time, have a lot of good conversations. It's the name of the podcast, at Financially Frank. Go check it out. Leave leave a comment what you liked, what you disagreed with. We can chat about it. Maybe you'll prompt a new episode on this podcast. I hope you have a good rest of the week. Feel free to reach out if you want me to talk about something different next week. It definitely helps to have some type of topic in mind. Like I said, I'm going to be doing what I just talked about this podcast sometime this week to plan for my end of year when it comes to my stocks. It's very exciting. It gets it gets really fun because it's it's what we what we love to do if you're listening to this podcast and you like stocks. So rebalancing your portfolio, getting some more cash on your books to make more investments moving forward is fun. Now I can find out what I want to buy next once this is all done. So looking forward to, to chat with you in the future, guys. Have a great one. Talk soon. As always, the discussion in today's podcast is my personal opinion. I may have interest in the stocks I talk about, therefore do not endorse anyone to buy or sell stocks based on what they hear. Specifically in this podcast, there wasn't much talk about stocks, but the information in this podcast is for really just information purposes only and not for the purpose of providing specific financial advice. You may want to seek out a financial professional to obtain financial advice. Thank you.